from the Philo Studio of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, you are listening to Our Waves, the monthly program dedicated to the creative sector of Mendocino County. I'm your host, Victor Palomino, and we are dedicating today's show to the Mendocino Arts Council Champions of the Arts winners of 2023. We begin the program with Alison Weir, Executive Director of the Arts Council of Mendocino County. Alison, thank you so much for talking to KCYX. And we're here because, again, this year, the Arts Council of Mendocino County announced the winners of the Champions of the Art Awards for 2023. So what is this award and uh, what is the idea behind? Thank you for having me. Um, the annual Arts Champion Awards is all about shining a spotlight on all of the great people and businesses and educators um, and artists in Mendocino County. Um, we do it every year to coincide with National Arts and Humanities Month, which occurs in October. The process is started off in late summer. We open a nomination portal for members of the community to nominate individuals. Um, they provide as much or as little information. Sometimes they'll just put a name. Other times they'll give us um, a few paragraphs about the person or business. Um, and then the Arts Council Board of Directors uh, reviews all of the nominations in each category. And um, they have the hard task of selecting one honoree in each category. And then um, we take those to the Board of Supervisors and they um, agree with us in their um, consent calendar, they'll issue a proclamation and, and then we get a sealed um, formal document from the county supervisors acknowledging those um, honorees each year. And we've been doing this for about 20 years, a little over 20 years. So we have a long list of the archives for each year on our website. You can mm -hmm. read about all of the past honorees. They get br brought up every single year so you can see who has been honored in the past because we do get some people who get nominated yeah. year after year. But can you give us uh, the, the names of the yes. winners of this year and a little bit about why did they, they got the, the award? In the artist category, we have Solange Roberdo. Um, she is based in Elk. Um, but she works for Art Explorers in Fort Bragg. Um, she's represented by Municipal Bonds Gallery in San Francisco. Um, and she teaches printmaking at Mendocino College, um, as well as a lot of other uh, pl places, including in the Bay Area. Um, and she's just been quietly doing really excellent work for many years. And so it was time to <laughs> acknowledge all that she's been doing. Um, especially as she's really increased um, the time that she's spending teaching in Mendocino and working here. So we love that, um, given that she could be anywhere in the world mm -hmm. and has actually like worked in other regions before, including uh, New Mexico. And she just brings, you know, really cosmopolitan perspective um, to what she does. Um, in the business category, we have Pear Tree Center, um, which is managed by Sire Equity. They're actually... Um, headquartered out of the area, um, but the Pear Tree Center is in Ukiah. They just have done so much to support both individual artists, um, as well as arts organizations and the broader community. You know, one of the first things they did when they took over Pear Tree Center is they 
which is close to Highway 101 on Perkins Street. Um, it's a little bit isolated from downtown, you know, the, the sort of main street Ukiah area, the little walking and shopping district. So they licensed images from Lauren Senat's block long mural, which is in that downtown walking area. She did this amazing mural called Ukiah Past, Present and Future. Mm-hmm. And Pear Tree Center licensed some of those images and reproduced them on banners in the Pear Tree Center, which had this great effect of tying the, you know, tying the Pear Tree Center to the downtown walking area and also really reinforcing this this look of um, look and feel of and sense of place that really the heart of that is beating in Lauren's mural. So um, that was the first thing they did. They they also um, offered a cultural organization rate to Medium Gallery, which is run by Deep Valley Arts Collective, and really helped incubate that space. Um, Medium Gallery is also a past recipient of the Arts Champion Award and the Art Organization category. And they did the bold thing of opening during in the middle of a pandemic. They opened a gallery. So um, with the help of Pear Tree Center, it has been a, a major success culturally for the greater Ukiah region. So they also recently commissioned a large mural on the side of Lucky. Um, that was an out-of-the-area artist, but, you know, we love it when businesses commission mm-hmm. artists to do murals. So they, they did a... That's a lot right there. Any one of those things would have been a lot. Yes, so it, um, is, it is amazing. Businesses wanting to be arts champion can kind of take notes from Pear Tree Center. <laughs> and then Jess Thompson is the honoree in the individual category. And individual, it could be a volunteer or patron of the arts. Um, Jess is also an artist. And we always see this year after year. There's so much crossover in terms of, you know, we have artists who are also educators. And so Jess is is a wonderful artist in her own right. Um, she was honored for her work with Cider Creek Collective and Albion, um, and also the work that she's been doing to draw together arts organizations and artists on the coast through the CoLab. Um, and she has some great writing on our website, artsmendocino.org. Um, about more more about the Cider Creek Collective vision for uh, a vibrant arts community on the coast. So I encourage anyone wanting to link up with her to read about her vision and and connect there. And finally, in the educator champion, we have Doug Bro, who passed away this year after long career at um, Mendocino College Ceramics Department, heading up that and also as an as a working artist um, in the county. And he was just a really amazing instructor, person, mentor for so many ceramic artists in the area, artists um, in general. So that's our list for this year. If our listeners are interested in maybe nominating somebody for next year or uh, being paying more attention to this award, where, uh, where they can get more information? As soon as the collector is open, we use SurveyMonkey to collect nominations. And as soon as that is open, it will be at artsmendocino.org under the program section of our website. And probably also in the program in the spotlight section of the website, which is, you know, a sort of a shortcut to get there. Um, and also our Facebook page. And, you know, we're looking at ramping up more social media 
pages. They're, they don't exist yet, but I would say find us on social media and the website. And I've also thought about opening it up earlier in the year, keeping it open longer so we can collect um, nominations, but you know, starting sooner than like August is usually when we start. And then um, the announcement is in October. So it's nice to have like a good long time to think about it, I think. To get that but, list of, yeah. of, of people that are doing great things for the art. Well, when you get to that time, let us know. We'll make sure to announce it here on KCYX and Wave so everybody can uh, nominate the art champions for 2024. Uh, Alison, anything else you want to add before we end? No, just thank you again so much for your coverage of arts and culture in Mendocino County. We see it and um, and appreciate it. Well, thank you. Like you said, it's a collaboration. We is we all do our part together to keep the art sector alive. So thank you so much, Alison. Thank you. Next, Solange Robert Duo, honoree in the artist category. I was born in Albion and um, I moved back to the area, gosh, uh, 12 years ago now, almost 13 years ago, which is pretty wild. Um, but I, I had been on the East Coast for a while. I went to undergrad in, um, in Rhode Island and studied printmaking there and then moved back here, moved to Oaxaca, went back and then... Um, moved to New York City and lived there for about seven years before um, coming back here. And um, uh, when I when I was on the East Coast after undergrad, I ended up going to grad school in Brooklyn for a little while and then in Baltimore. So I ended up doing a kind of split time between New York and Baltimore. And um, during all of those chunks of time on the East Coast, I worked as a, a freelance teacher teaching screen printing and um, other printmaking techniques, and then also as a studio assistant for a couple different painters. And that was pretty formative for me. One of the things that I teach now is a um, gold leafing technique. And I learned it from a painter I was working for the, during the time that I lived in New York. Um, his name's Bob Kushner. I, I also worked for um, um, a really wonderful painter who just passed away this last year named Yvonne Jaquette. And then also <laughs> simultaneously I had a lot of jobs yeah. a lot of jobs working yeah. there um and, and also for um another painter named Joyce Kozloff who was one of the first wave feminist artists and um yeah I feel like I I really lucked out working for those folks and then that kind of rolled into the same time I was in grad school so I had those um that kind of support network and conversation happening while I was going through a grad program. Mm -hmm. um, I have a BFA in printmaking from the Rhode Island School of Design. And um, then I have a, a master's in fine art in studio art um, from the Maryland Institute College of Art. Mm -hmm. I would I would place my art practice in more kind of mixed, mixed media using a lot of different materials and mm -hmm. um, approaches. So what are you doing right now? What did you, what's your work right now? So I'm working on a, um, I feel really lucky to, um, I have representation by a gallery in San Francisco um, called Municipal Bonds. And um, I have a show coming up in February 
which is exciting. Um, it's always exciting to have a show and also nerve wracking. <laughs> but um, so I'm I'm working on the pieces for that show. And actually, it'll be with another local artist, um, Nick Schwartz, whose partner, uh, Jess Thompson, was also just awarded one of the Arts Champion Awards. Mm -hmm. um, so the two of us will show together at the gallery in February. And um, the work that I'm doing is um, um, mainly paper-based. Um, so I'm taking large pieces of Japanese paper uh, called Kozo and doing a um, kind of a contemporary version of a traditional Japanese printing technique on them called suminagashi. And it's something that I've I've taught um, through grants from the the Mendo Arts Council and the schools here the last couple of years, which has been really fun. Um, it's a really meditative um, kind of art practice where you float sumi ink, which is a Japanese ink, on top of water, and then press paper down into it. And so when you lift the paper up, you have this impression that's made from the movement of the water. Yeah. And where you were putting ink, but it's really a combination of of just natural elements and the way water moves. My my art practice is um is also um really process oriented and really I, I call it very uh generative. Mm -hmm. So I'll I'll go into to doing something with an idea that's the kind of driving concept or the driving materials, and then um a big part of my process is responding to what happens with the materials and with the forms and drawings once I start. The main reason about this interview is to congratulations for uh, being one oh, of the winners thanks. of the Champions of the Art for Mendocino County. This is something that the Arts Council puts together every year. So tell us a little bit, how did you get nominated? And now that you're one of the recipients of the award, how do you feel? I feel so great. I mean, I think it was um, a really special moment to be nominated with the other the other folks who received it. And um, I don't know, you know, it's it it's been really wonderful moving back to the area. And um, I I had some really some really um, some teachers here when I was growing up who who really helped support my practice and kind of the beginning of my creative practice and keep me keep me on track <laughs> in that way. And I, you know, uh, Bill Limos, who's passed away, um, and uh, Bill Brazil were both pretty formative teachers from growing up here. And, um, and so I, 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 my sense is that um, part of why I was nominated was because I'm, I'm using my own art practice in the community, mm -hmm. um, which is something that I always admired in other, in other artists. Um, and, I hope that I can keep keep doing that. I it's it's been really wonderful to to be able to work in the schools through the GASP grants and um I I took a position at Art Explorers in Fort Bragg um which is a nonprofit for adults with developmental disabilities mm -hmm. an arts nonprofit. Um and that's been really wonderful to work there and um I feel very honored to to have been given the award. You mentioned that that connection that you have with the community and being able to use your your art and, and your talent to contribute to that. Uh, how do you see the the role of these art organizations and how do you see the connection that the community here in Mendocino have with the with the creative sector? And I think that um, 
you know, one of the things that's really special about Mendocino is that it attracts a lot of different kinds of, of thinkers, a lot of different kinds of people. And um, when I was growing up here, uh, there were always artists and writers and musicians coming into the school system who were, who were just local people who were getting grants to come in and work with, um, work with the kids. And I think one of the other things about that is that then you're interacting with people of all ages. So you learn how to kind of be around a variety of people um, and you're not just confined to your friend group or your kind of comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, and so as far as arts funding in the county, I think the Arts Council is doing a great job of, of trying to support, um, you know, the creative creative endeavors here by bringing folks through through the gas grants. I think those are really pretty important. And I think that the more we can kind of break down the walls around what it is to make art and what it is to think creatively, uh, the better. So one of the things that I really try to push in my in my workshops is um, a, an openness and that it's really about perception on, on a certain level, um, making art you know, and, mm -hmm. and just valuing your own perception and your own voice, your own creative voice. So there can be foundational things that you can learn to complete a craft technique or the history of different arts and crafts are very important. And you can study those as well. But I also think that on a very foundational level, you know, especially working with kids or even doing workshops with folks who, who are, you know, who are coming from an outsider art place or an untrained quote-unquote place um just kind of promoting the idea that we can all we can all make art we can all we all have a creative voice you know and trying to kind of break down that that wall a little bit is something that's pretty important to me let me ask you a final question what would you like to see in the art sector in Mendocino in the future? What is something that you think that we don't have or maybe we're developing and it will be it'll be crucial to have? Gosh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, everybody struggles with funding and money in or, in or out of the art sector <laughs> here. I think it's this incredible place to live, but it's also, we're pretty isolated. And so everybody, <clears throat> Everybody, uh, I think, figures out how to cobble together uh, living living here. And so, you know, as as always, a big thing is funding and opportunities. Um, again, the Arts Council has been really good about about creating, working working to to create those opportunities when they can. Um, I think also places like. Um, you know, TC space in Fort Bragg is a new, um, newish gallery mm -hmm. space. And um, that, you know, places that can become gathering spaces for local people, uh, where, you know, there's the opportunity to, um, to teach workshops, or to put on an art show, or to have a happening, you know, mm -hmm. a performance space. Um, Spaces like that, I think, are really, really important to to fostering um, creative communities and fostering the arts in communities. And um, I, I think that 
just, you know, helping to support as much as we can events at spaces like that is really important. And, and also creating spaces like that. You know, I think that there are, there are places here that are pretty um, tourist oriented because our economy relies so heavily on tourism. Um, and because we're all living so <laughs> spread out from each other, if we're not living right in town, um, it's hard to, to create regular gatherings. And so the more we can, we can create spaces where local people can participate, the better. If our listeners want to know more about your work and they want to see your work, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, let's see. I have a website and it's um, www.solange-robredo.com. And uh, my names are pretty long. So it's it, it, uh, if you want me to spell, I could spell out my last name. Sure. It's R-O-B-E-R-D-E-A-U. Yeah, that's probably the best way. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And um, and then I'm, I'm at Art Explorers uh, three days a week. So if folks want to stop by Art Explorers, we're on North Franklin Street. Um, we have a gallery space in front and everybody there loves visitors. So anytime, come on by. Well, Solange, again, congratulations for being one of the art champions of the year. Uh, good luck with everything you're doing and thank you for sharing your time with our listeners. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Victor. This has been really nice. You are listening to Art Waves. Our next champion of the art is Kelly Pierce with the Circle Equity Peer Tree Center. Honoree in the business category. I'm Kelly Price. I'm the Director of Business Development at Sire Equity. And Kelly, let's start with just telling our listeners a little bit about uh, your organization. Sire Equity is the owner and operator of Pear Tree Center. Pear Tree Center is a 200,000 square foot shopping center off the 101 in Perkins in Ukiah. And we have approximately 35 stores and restaurants and are anchored by Lucky Supermarket, Ross and JCPenney. Again, congratulations for being one of the recipients of Champions of the Arts Awards by the Mendocino Arts Council this year. And I want to start this conversation by asking you, why are you supporting the art sector? Why did you get nominated and got this award? Well, we really care about community and what's meaningful to the communities we serve. And when I first got involved at Pear Tree Center and started exploring relationships in Ukiah with the Greater Ukiah Business and Tourism Alliance and the city, it became clear to me that art was highly valued and the pulse of the community. And at Sire, we believe that art celebrates the culture and vitality of the local community and creates a unique sense of place. It's a unique space and you have the Medium Gallery by the Deep Art Collective. There is a, a great organization, full disclosure. I'm, I'm on the board of directors of that organization. And so tell me, in your opinion, why uh, art and cultures are important for a community? Well, I think it makes a community more vibrant and fosters a sense of identity for that community. And, and how do you feel right now being recognized as being one of the supporters of the art in the area? You know, it was a big surprise and an honor to receive the award. And 
I received so many calls of gratitude from members of the community thanking us for bringing the mural that we won the award for to Ukiah. Um, and at the end of the day, if we create something meaningful for the entire community, it's it's a win for everyone. So so I'm really proud about it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the process of getting the the mural and and selecting the artist? Did you did you participate in, in that process? I did. So when I learned about Ukiah's 50 and 5 art initiative, I knew it's something that I wanted to participate in. And I did a site walk of the property and thought of ways that we could integrate something. And it became very clear to me that the Lucky Supermarket Wall was a great canvas that was the ideal location for a mural. Mm. Um, then I connected with the director of Mendocino Arts and asked for some local artists and started getting some submissions for potential artwork. And at our company, we had an internal committee and we've reviewed some of the submissions. And there was one artist who we ultimately selected, Anthony Ortega, mm -hmm. who really nailed what our direction on the piece was uh, because it was in partnership with Lucky Supermarket and we needed their approvals. They said that they wanted something that depicted the agricultural history of Ukiah. Mm -hmm. And the artist submitted um, his uh, variation of a vintage fruit crate label. Mm -hmm. And everyone immediately fell in love with it. It resonated with our partner and straight out of the gates it was obvious that this was going to be what we wanted to do for uh, the the canvas the mural um and then we had to go through the process of approvals by the city and go before city council and we received unanimous support from the city to proceed with with the design and it's a it's a beautiful mural and and the colors and like you say the description of the connection with agriculture and and the human figure and everything is uh and and the location is perfect because you're driving there and it, it catches your eyes you know you can you'll see that wall convert into a piece of art and uh are you thinking about uh any other events or programs that uh you are going to be involved in the next coming years Absolutely. We're always on the lookout for meaningful new opportunities. And in 2024, we have plans to take um, the mural art and integrate it into new banners at Pear Tree Centers. So those bright, vibrant colors from the piece will populate throughout the center and then tie into the namesake of the property mm. with all the pears from the mural. So. Mm -hmm. That should be happening in 2024, but uh, as I said, we're always looking for new opportunities. So you're, you're thinking about continuing supporting the art in Mendocino then? 100%. Do you think these are, are good uh, collaborations between private sector entities and like uh, community organizations like the Arts Council and the city, different groups working together in benefit of the community? You know, working remotely in San Diego, I do my best to plug into the Ukiah Chamber, the Main Street Association, relationships with the city. And as I continue to invest in those relationships and get opportunities brought to me, I think it's just having the, the open communication 
so that these opportunities present themselves and materialize. If our listeners want to learn more about the, the space and everything that you're doing, where they can find more information? Well, they can find more out about our company at sireequity.com. Okay. And I encourage them to stop by Medium Gallery as well and check out our space. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you want to add to this conversation? No, I just want to reiterate what an honor it, it's been to receive this award. We're really proud of the mural and the work that we're doing in Ukiah and look forward to creating more partnerships and opportunities in the future. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you, Victor. I appreciate you. This is Lorena, one of the hosts of Alma Latina. I have been sharing Musica Latina with the listening audience for years, where our local radio station keeps us all connected and throughout Mendocino County and beyond. KZYX has continuously informed, entertained, and connect us all day after day for 33 years now. With musical shows like Alma Latina, news, either local, international, or emergency information, KZYX makes our life easier by informing us about road closures, potential dangerous situations, and relevant information that pertains to many of us, or some of us. KZYX is a valuable resource for everybody who tunes in. I am here to remind you that by making a donation for our quiet drive, you are strengthening our possibilities to continue serving the Mendocino community, day in and day out. You can go to kzyx.org or call the office during business hours and help us stay connected. You are listening to Our Waves in KZYX, and we continue our conversation with the honorees of the Champions of the Art from 2023. Now we'll listen to the honoree in the individual category, Jess Thompson. Jess, thank you so much for coming to KCYX and congratulations on being one of the art champions of the year. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, let's start telling our listeners, what did you do? I'm an artist, uh, first and foremost in um, ceramics mostly, but I also paint. I have a degree in painting, a degree in clay. and um, But since I've lived in Mendocino County for the last 23 years or so, I've been doing ceramics. I, my husband and I, my husband is Nick Schwartz, who um, is another local ceramic artist, and we run Cider Creek Collective. We're in a very cooperative model mm-hmm. of working, and it's it's really feels very right. And so we own the property, and we have a half dozen artists who live and work with us full time. A lot of them are young, and we have one senior resident artist who has his own special house and. And um, we all fire kilns together and work in the studio and do shows together. And we have a lot of community members come in and take classes and work in the studio. We have kids' classes sometimes. Yeah. Where is the studio located? It's in Albion. We're about two miles up the ridge mm-hmm. on an old um, old homestead, one of the oldest homesteads on the coast. Mm. A lot of people know the place as Hearts and Hands. It used to be called Hearts and Hands. It was a retreat center. It's a place to be shared. It's a, a real, it begs to have people coming and going. It's, mm. um, yeah, 
just sort of a community hub, I guess. So tell me a little bit about your background. Why do you decided to become an artist and why did you decided your medium of ceramics? I've wanted to be an artist my whole life. So I studied painting as an undergrad at Penn State University. Mm. And but then, you know, I was making paintings and paintings of things and they were flat and they were beautiful and paint's cool. But I was looking out the window at the potters. <laughs> they were all outdoors and they were making things they could use and they were all together and they were eating food together and there was fire everywhere <laughs> and they were eating and drinking out of the things they made. And when we were in class together, they would say, the painters would say, well, this is the philosophy we're using and this is what this means. And then the potters would say nothing or they would say <laughs> we're just doing this. And then mm. they would pick up their beautiful handmade cup and drink out of it. And the whole room would go. <gasps> and I thought, wow, that's really cool. So I moved to the Mendocino County to study um, ceramics with Doug Bro and Jan Hoyman. Mm -hmm. After I got out of undergrad, I'd been traveling around studying all over the place. And I settled here and worked with them for almost for four, four and a half years, throwing pots But I love the labor. I love the physical, the physicality of it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the purpose-driven mm -hmm. art mm. of it. So what it means for you to have uh, been nominated to being one of the <laughs> champions of the arts of Mendocino County and winning the award? Well, it's nice to be recognized. It feels good. But also I think it's really helpful to know that people um, have heard my voice and that it's helped and it's affected people, that the community work that we've done to try to draw people together and give um, create opportunities for people to use art in a way that actually helps. You know, Doug Bro and I worked on something called the Phoenix Project a couple years ago. We were really asking a question of how could we actually help, you know, with post-fire or in the, our new age of fire, living with fire. Mm -hmm. And we really didn't have the answer to the question. We were more like asking the question, you know, we're artists. How can we help by being who we are? You know, how can we help by giving people access to this activity and this space and um i th i guess the award to me means that it's it's helping mm -hmm. you know that it, it's a valuable part of people's life and their even just sort of basic survival in a way mm -hmm. I, i have nothing but questions really at this <laughs> point but i i sense that there really are over the years you know i've often thought we should just give up being artists because it's Maybe it's selfish. Maybe it's useless. Mm. And then I keep asking and looking around like, I don't want to, <laughs> you mm. know. And I really find that it actually there's something really integral about it mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. So, so it's kind of like you're saying you're seeing the community appreciating all these years of work that you have together. Yeah. Yeah. And benefiting from it. Mm -hmm. You know, we as artists, we want to change things for the better. I mean, artists are always thinking they're not they're making art about something. And oftentimes it's about what's happening in the world. So to know that the way the art is functioning or the activities are functioning is doing that is mm -hmm. that's what's 
it's accomplishing what you're what you're looking for and if people know who i am then they'll listen to me (laughs) 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 it makes it paves the way for some other future work so i appreciate alyssum and the whole foundation you know the council creating Mm -hmm. something that makes the work more visible it's good (laughs) you have mentioned uh community a couple of times and the collective you have and uh, kind of like one of the things that you mentioned also about doing pottery was kind of like that uh kind of like family feeling and also like the, the the communion with other people how important is community for your work oh my gosh i think that's probably one of the biggest things that drew me to ceramics in the first place um and that i think the rest of the culture at large could benefit from having a relationship with is ceramic folks are very communally oriented because not everyone can have a kiln and a studio and it's the space to do it and 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 it's hard to when you're first starting out to gain an understanding of what's the clay what's the material what's this clay you know it's all it's pretty technical so um we always work together you know we gather around the places where the equipment is and my husband and i um we both have studied wood firing i mean that's why i moved here to work with doug and jan years ago, Doug Bro and Jan Hoyman is not only did they have this amazing pottery where they were employing all these people of all ages in a model that you'd hardly see anywhere else mm-hmm. in the United States or Europe. I mean, it's so unusual and incredible. And then they were wood firing, both of which are very communal activities. A wood kiln is huge and it goes on for five to 10 days, mm. you can only do it with a group. And then the results are so incredible and over the top that it's worth all that group effort. So mm-hmm. it just lends itself to it. And then there's something about the way when people are drawn into it and they are able to get involved and they are invited mm-hmm. and welcomed to have access to it, people seem to really, I mean, it's earth, clay is earth. And people touch it and they feel better. You know, <laughs> it's like yoga or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's it's just this great, but it, but it, it's, it, it's disguised in the form of art making and mm-hmm. creativity, which also has like a huge draw for people as a pleasure, as a way to relax and as a way to access new ideas. I mean, there's just the whole thing. Um, it's like a connection to the basics, no? To yes. whatever we need as human beings. <laughs> it's very simple. And and also the functionality of the art, like you were saying. You work, you create the piece, you burn it, and then you can use it to drink your coffee. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people feel kind of disconnected from a lot of art forms. Um, contemporary art I, it was just a huge it's really fun fascinating stuff and people think it's just totally wackadoodle mm-hmm. which it, it is in a way <laughs> I love it I mean I love all that stuff all this crazy stuff the craziest stuff it's incredible but it's not very connected to people's everyday lives and so a lot of people miss out on it mm. um, so clay uh, and and being able to work with it and having access, you know, being knowing that you're welcome to just join in anytime mm-hmm. um, gives people a way to be involved in the arts on a really fundamental level. And then they relate to pots, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like they might look at a sculpture and go, eh, maybe, maybe not. And 
but everybody can look at a cup or a bowl or and and say i know that needs to exist yeah. and i need that now if our listeners want to know more about your work and where they can find you well the collective is at cider creek www.cidercreekcollective.com um cider c i d e r in case my speech is too fast mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and we're also at Cider Creek Collective on Instagram. And then I'm under jrthompson.artist on Instagram. And my husband's at Nick Schwartz Ceramics. And Jen, uh, congratulations again on the award. And thank you for all you're doing for the creative community here and for the community in the coast and the medicine in general. Yeah, you too. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> And finally, in Art Waves Champions of the Arts, Doug Brown, honoree in memoriam in the educator category. We talk with Caroline, Doug's surviving spouse. I am Carolyn Carlton Bro, and I am a rug weaver, and I've lived in Mendocino County for almost 40 years. Congratulations on the award for your uh, husband and also my uh, condolence for your loss. I want to start just asking you if you can give us an idea of who, who was uh, Doug and, and what kind of work that he did. I've known Doug for about 39 years, um, meeting him just two years after he moved to this county. Um, He, we had a lot of parallel um, lives. He owned and operated a production ceramic studio in Ukiah, um, moving here from Michigan. And um, with his partner, life partner and business partner, Jan Hoyman, and I moved here two years later with my business and life partner, Vincent Carlton, and we were running a production weaving studio. And we had uh, we were introduced by Lolly Jacobson, an uh, um, incredible textile resource here on the coast. And we shared a lot of um, stories of approaches to marketing, pricing, um, exposure, uh, employees, um, and over the years. And um, have owning and operating a studio with your life partner and business partner is incredibly rewarding and also challenging. Yeah. And we, we shared, we shared stories and laughs and <laughs> Doug and Jan's studio was high volume production. Um, my studio with Vincent was lower, lower production, more custom work. So we were kind of going in different directions. Mm -hmm. The direction they went was, um, they started an apprenticeship program where they encouraged um i mean national and international people to come and work with them for say six months to two years to learning the trade mm -hmm. and so they had a lot of people in their studio coming and going and at the height of their production i think doug was personally throwing 2,000 pounds of clay a month mm -hmm. into plates, vases, vessels, um, pitchers. Um, and uh, he, in 2002, he was invited um, by an organization called Potters to, for Peace 
to go and work with um, Karin refugees in Burma mm. to um, to harvest local clay to make ceramics for their own use because he was doing quite a bit of that here in the county, uh, harvesting clay, um, doing wood-fired um, uh, um, large firings um, and a lot of cooperative work with other, other ceramicists, other potters. And um, he, he returned there and this was, this was challenging. Interestingly, also with parallels, my partner, Vincent was also traveling internationally with an organization called Aid to Artisans and was also working with artisans in Mozambique, in um, Ghana, in um, Jordan to um, design work for um, the Western market. So again, there was a lot of interesting parallels. The difference was Doug was living in the refugee camp. He was really roughing it. He was um, living their life, which was not easy. And found it very rewarding. And he went back, um, he was invited back in 2004, two years later, to develop a um, a water filter with local clay mm. that um, he started a production. And interestingly, the clay molecules were small enough to filter out, this is unglazed filters, that, to filter out the bacteria that were responsible for a lot of illness and deaths mm. in those camps. And that production is continuing to this day, and they have made thousands of um, filters that have saved lives mm. and also made um, uh, really productive work for the um, Korean people. So he came back um, very charged up and and realized he really wanted to concentrate on teaching because he had been teaching. I mean, everywhere he, he put his hands, he was, I think, unusual as an artist that he was very willing to give away his technical expertise, his creative um, juices, because he really believed in individual paths of people. And so it wasn't threatening to him to give it away. He's like, yes, I, I'll, I'll share my glaze um, recipes. Yes, I'll show you how to throw that in this style. And because he, he trusted that people would have their own expressions. And that was always very um telling of who he was mm. and he was at uh early on he was also doing workshops at the mendocino art center um this is back in the late eight, 80s mm. and with a team of people making so he he had been teaching ongoing with his own production studio with workshops but he really felt he needed he had a lot to give on the college level so he at age 50 went back and finished his BA at the new college um, in um, remotely in San Francisco and then continued on with his um, master's of fine arts at Sacramento State. And um, he finished that in um, 2007 and he was hired by the college because his fingers obviously were still here in Ukiah Valley. He was hired by Mendocino College as a technician to oversee the technical aspects of that program. And in 2010, um, Gary Medina retired as the head of the ceramics department and um, Doug was hired because um, at, at that point you did have to have a master's to have the, that position. And he took over that the department in um, 2010. I always found it interesting when, when um, anyone asked him what he taught, mm -hmm. he would say, I teach art. And I'd say, and I'd think, well, Doug, you teach ceramics, but really 
he was very um, dedicated to teaching his students to see. He built a very dedicated student um, following because of that, because it wasn't just a um, pass. It was, he, he was, um, he was demanding and, yeah. and also respectful of individual students, creative goals and aspirations. What I noticed for, as an, as a fellow artist, he was always pushing the envelope. He had incredible technical expertise, but that wasn't enough. He really didn't rest on his laurels. He wanted to push the boundaries, both creatively and technically, because that's what kept him charged. Um, and that's what he was also encouraging his students to do. Um, mm -hmm. So in the last, um, so I did know him for almost 40 years. The last 13 years we were partners and we were married um, the last nine years. Mm -hmm. And I saw in th those last 10 to 15 years of his personal work, because he kept an active studio um, life here in Elk and also doing his own work as demonstration pieces for the students at the college. He he was exploring um, how to assemble individual pieces into groupings as a idea of um, often political, um, uh, encouraging thinking out of the box. So, for example, he had a piece, he was doing a lot of molds with um, porcelain slip casts, and he was doing some excellent um, vases and it wasn't enough to have a vase that functioned and but he's he one of these groupings was called jury of one's own peers and he had 12 white vessels and one black vessel separated and just the thought of okay how how is our judicial system working and how is it working with race so he would use his um, it was interesting that he 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 morphed that the individual into the groupings to try and get people to think more about what they were looking at. He created a very big project at the college called the Phoenix Project and collaboration. I don't know. Jeff Jess Thompson was in collaboration. There was a number of people in the college and he reached out to um many people who had been impacted by the huge fire in 2017 that mm -hmm. affected that actually destroyed his family homestead in redwood valley and a number of his friends um properties and he was trying to encourage artists in the county to create w what comes out of the ashes of a, an event like that it was a big undertaking and it was the first time i think he was able to convince the um college administration to display artwork on the grounds. Um, he had a number of pieces um, on the grounds of the of the college in association with poetry readings and a theater piece. And the gallery was full of um, artwork. Um, there was collaborative quilt work by Laura Fogg. There was, it was a big undertaking. And he was very um, excited about that um, possibility for the college to take on more art being displayed um, for the students to witness as they're traveling around their classes. Mm -hmm. And he had those groupings in the gallery and it was, it was profound. 
with many people who had lived through and were living through the rebuilding after the fire to see that kind of exploration of idea. He continued to push his um, technical aspects in with his political ideas and really with a vision of um, making change and witnessing change. It yeah, was powerful. Kind of like using his art and as a comprehensive tool. You know, and it's not only like the the beauty of the art, but the power of art as a as a movement, as a as a changer, and also the teachings. You know, it's not only it's not that individual art; it's also the the feeling of like it needs to be shared with others. Yes, absolutely, and and he also not all of his pieces were were titled because he felt it was important to leave the viewing of a piece up to the viewer that he didn't want to um, direct it too much. I mean, he obviously had his own ideas in creating it, but he felt like it was, it was successful if five different people came away from viewing a piece with five different impressions. Mm -hmm. He says, well, that's success because they have taken it in to their own experience and um, it means something different to each of us. And he felt that was, a, that was a real success in making art. What does it mean to have uh, this recognition now by the Arts Council and by the art community? Oh, I really wish Doug was here to receive this award. I, he, he, I think it would, he would appreciate the honor because he wasn't teaching for the sake of recognition. He was teaching for reaching students and this acknowledgement of and recognition of the education of the arts being important and recognized in our county would be a profound honor for him mm. and i i am sorry he's not here in person because it that it's obviously not his goal but it but um his dedication to highlight the importance of art in people's lives and have that recognized would be um He would really, really appreciate that. But I wanted to ask you uh, uh, before we end, uh, how do you think, besides this recognition, how do you think the community will remember him? Oh, Doug was a force of nature. He was a profoundly positive force of creativity, and he knew how to find the silver lining on on whatever was thrown his way. and. I saw that profoundly, personally, with his own um, journey with cancer. He was always looking at gratitude and what is it that I have in my life that I can hold on to and treasure. And he never lost sight of that. And I think that was an inspiration for many people um, in his life. And yeah. he showed that in his art, but he showed it in how he lived his life. And he didn't stop creating and he didn't stop showing gratitude. Well, Caroline, thank you so much for sharing this. I think it's very inspirational. I think it feels like he's going to continue inspiring people and touching the, the, not only the art community here in Mendocino, but it looks like uh, around the world and with all the work that he did. So thank you so much for, for, for uh, sharing this. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you, Victor. Thanks for making this happen. And I, I'm so pleased I could do this without crying. So thanks for giving me that opportunity. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Our Waves. If you missed part of this show, or if you want to listen to our archives, visit the podcast page at kcyx.org. If you are an artist, musician, writer, or any kind of creative person and want to be in our program, send an email to victor at kcyx.org. My name is Victor Palomino, and I'll be back with Marty Darling the third Thursday of every month for another episode of Our Waves here in KCYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. Hasta la próxima.